0: Hi, this is Sybil Lake with Hollywood and Beyond, and I am here to discuss Central Park Dark, which is a horror thriller film about a one-night stand that turns into a never-ending nightmare, starring myself and the wonderful, amazing Tom Sizemore. Central Park, quiet and dark. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I believe in eternity. No, 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 no. I really want to have a picnic in the park. I, I, I can't trespass. Thomas, no one's gonna care if you jump over a fence? You asked who my ancestor Sarah May was. Sarah May found her way to Seneca Village. The village they destroyed to build Central Park. History doesn't mention the darker side of the a village. Here, Sarah May met her people. West Africans who taught her voodoo, which she really made her own. They worshipped, they prayed. I won't tell you who they prayed to. I will never love you. You said you wanted to have a baby with me. I was a long time ago, I was drunk! <laughs> Forgive me, I'm a really great person once you get to know me. <laughs>
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham. And that is me, your host. Looking forward to speaking with my guest, Sybil Lake, today on the show. I like that name, Sybil Lake. (laughs) As mentioned during the opening segment, Sybil was here to discuss the making of her film, Central Park Dark. And I am also looking forward to learning more about the lady herself. (laughs) Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond, Sybil.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Really so nice to have you visiting me and the listeners today. So uh, I'm so glad to have you here. And and thank you for taking the time to come uh, discuss Central Park Dark with me. I appreciate it. Great. When I mentioned that Central Park Dark is your film, It truly is. Director, writer, and, you're not finished, co-star. You truly are the lady behind the film.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's absolutely right.
1: And is that how you planned it? Did you plan, when you were writing the film, did you plan to be in the film as well?
0: Yeah, I love writing parts for myself.
1: Well, I don't blame you about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess I sound like a selfish person. But, you know, I want to have the fun, you know. And sometimes, you know, as, you know, even just a blonde white woman, you know, sometimes I don't get to play, like, thrilling roles like the way I can write one like this for me. You know, this is very a multifaceted role. So, you know, I had a lot of fun with it.
1: Well, you gave a fantastic performance. Thank you. I enjoyed viewing the film very much. Thank you. I also was impressed with your directional skills and your writing skills, but also your performance.
0: Thank you, yeah.
1: The whole package.
0: (laughs) I really appreciate it.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) Well, let me ask you, how would you describe this film to anyone listening who is, let's say, perhaps not familiar with the project?
0: I like to say it's about a one night stand that turns into a never ending nightmare. I wrote it initially as a psychological thriller and it wasn't working, so we sort of did some rewriting in the editing process and it became more a horror film.
1: I see, so the tone changed.
0: Yep, which was really hard. And initially, my character, Tom was really the initial character, but Tom flew back to LA and I was still in New York and. When I put the whole film together, it wasn't working. And, in fact, I knew, even when I had the script, that it wasn't quite there. But I was eager to work. I was eager to shoot. And he had a window of time, and so did I. Initially, my character, um, I was about four and a half months pregnant. So, I was starting to show. So, I had to shoot. And, initially, the story didn't involve any pregnancy or baby stuff. That was all added later. So, Tom and I shot for 10 days. I put that together, actually a few days before I had my son, and I was very dismayed because I was like, it's not working. You know, it wasn't working. It wasn't scary. I think a psychological thriller is harder to pull off on a low budget than a horror.
1: I see. So instead of forcing the concept that you originally had, you were like, wait a minute, I'm going to go in a different direction here.
0: I kind of had to you know, and otherwise I'd have to set it aside or make it a short. And at the time I wasn't willing, but then in retrospect, I was like, I should have just made it a short, but then again, I wouldn't (laughs) sell it. I wouldn't have all the opportunities I have now, you know, to talk about it.
1: As a writer, I'm very curious. How did you first come up with the concept of the film and what challenges did you face along the way in addition to what you've already provided as far as writing goes?
0: I had a boyfriend at the time who really liked watching horror films in this upstate place in New York. And he, um, you know, he was in the middle of woods there. He had this place upstate. You know, again, we we're coming from Manhattan going upstate. And he liked to watch horror movies. And I was working actually on a serious project at the time. And it felt too serious. And then I had this idea, I want to write and shoot a horror film here in his place of state and um, shoot it here. You know, so it was going to initially be a horror film that was one of the many that it's like, um, you know, a place in the middle of the woods at night, scary, you know, the classic sort of horror film. But in, um, and so, and I also wanted to add it, I wanted a, a story that, um, you know, I don't like how, because I'm older, I don't like teens, like in horror movies, I'm interested in older characters, you know, so I wanted to see that on the screen. So I was like, and I love the idea of like a love triangle with Tom's character, Anna and his wife, you know, that's a, that's a recipe for drama. So that's what I had. And I wrote it very quickly. And I wrote this script that initially took place upstate. And then when we broke up, I had the inspiration to move it to Central Park in New York City.
1: Very nice. I, I tell you what, I loved so much of the uh, atmosphere that the film has. Thank you. And some of the shots of New York City are, are, aren't just necessarily what what I would call your standard shots, I mean, New York City is so fascinating that if you put a camera there, you probably will come up with a halfway decent shot. But you really took a little uh, extra approach there to have something, uh, you know, extra good. And I could really see that. So very well done.
0: Thank you. You know, I know uh, I've lived in New York for 23 years. 23 years. That's a long time. I know the park inside out. I know Manhattan inside out. I know most of Brooklyn inside out. And I know... I just know, I know it so well. And now I'm, I've been in in L.A. for a year and a half. And now when I even see the film or anything in New York, I say, wow, what a vibrant, amazing place. No wonder I lived there so long. <laughs> it just looks so awesome. And it adds so much to a story. You know, Central Park is definitely another character in the film. And that was always the plan, you know. The Central Park is a big force in the film.
1: You know, whenever I watch a movie or, let's say, a television show that's set in the Big Apple, so to speak, or the surrounding area, I, I just I get so immersed with uh, mm-hmm. thoughts of uh, you yeah. know, what life in, in New York City would be like and and the energy and pulse of the city. And I, I just find that just very intoxicating as a viewer. It's
0: truly intoxicating being there. And I didn't know. Now, this is the longest stretch I've ever had in my life, adult life, you know, not uh-huh. being in um, – I grew up in Rhode Island, so that's obviously not a city, you know, but um, I – I had no idea that I had that working for me every day, you know, the, <laughs> the vibrancy of the city. I mean, I was telling a girlfriend, it's like, I don't know, you're just, you're going to the dairy to get a coffee and you're fabulous. Like, that's just kind of how it is. It's really weird. And you don't have that anywhere else. And you don't have that buzz. And I was asking people, I'm like, what is it? And they said, I think it just might be the energy of so many people in one place. It just feels like anything's going to happen. Well, that's not necessarily true. In my life, I've really had to make things happen, not just like allow things to happen, you know, (laughs) as shown by this film, right? (laughs) Sure,
1: absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, Um, speaking of challenges, what was financing this project like for you?
0: Oh my goodness! Well, you know, I I was always thinking, okay, this is going to be a low budget. I tried to pitch it to some companies; they weren't interested. And funny enough, I think it's because they were like, the script isn't, you know, scary enough. And and that was my problem later, you know. Hmm. So it's actually funny. And so then I had a crazy experience where I was bit by a dog while hiking in the woods. Oh my! <laughs> and um I had to get all these rabies shots and everything. So I had I a small that. settlement and the second I got that check I was like I could, you know, I could get a new apartment or I could make a film. So I was like I'll just I'll just shoot the film. I'll do what I can. So we started with a really small budget based on this dog bite settlement. <laughs>
1: oh my goodness. Well that's a rather unique way to get a film
0: financed. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. And I'm fine. I mean, I'm not, not like, you know, I like, don't have any scar on my leg or anything. Like, it's, glad, but, you're you know, okay. I did have to do, yeah, and I had to do all these rabies shots. So that, like, I lost sort of work with that.
1: Well, <laughs> I have to say, Sybil, that my hat goes off towards you because, you know, that's, um, it's easy to say, oh, I've got this money now. I can go make this film that I have an idea for. But in reality, you're taking a big risk. I mean, yeah. what if it doesn't go yeah. as planned? What if it costs three times you, the amount that you thought? So I have to say yeah. that took a lot of courage, and I really admire that choice that you made.
0: Thank you. In fact, I have made another feature in my 20s, and it was actually a very good film. In today's market, I would totally be able to sell it, but now I don't think the, um, like the resolution is the same. And so I worked really hard. I made a great film. I didn't have Tom Sizemore, which, you know, also makes the difference. Um, mm-hmm. And and then I, what happened was I got, you know, just also being younger, I got easily discouraged. So I made this film, I acted and directed, was super good. And then I didn't get into big, big film festivals. I got very discouraged and set it aside because I kind of had to, I was broke at that point. I made it on a credit card. And so I set it aside and, you know, it took me a while to, and then I started another film and um, I wasn't able to finish it. And I also knew it wasn't quite where it needed to be. And I knew from having made that first film, I knew what it took. It took years. So I knew to complete a film, it takes way longer than you want. And if, so if, if when I was starting something, I thought this project is just not strong enough and I don't want to work on it for such a long time. And I knew that and I pulled the plug on it. And I still feel feel a little sad about the actors who I cast in it. But then I remember I've been part of so many things that never saw the day, you know, the light of day. So I, you know, I don't, I think I can have some peace around that.
1: (laughs) Well, sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. And I would love to ask you this question. Did you originally have Tom Sizemore in mind for the role for your co-star?
0: Oh my gosh, you're not going to believe this, but <laughs> I actually thought initially my ex and I, when I wrote it upstate, oh. would act in it. And then okay. he just was like, you know, he was just like, oh, when I said I wanted to make a film, I didn't really mean it, you know, but me being a creative person, I really meant it. <laughs> you know. And then <laughs> we ended up breaking up anyway. And oh. so I was trying to get different names and, um, a friend of mine suggested him, and I was like, that's a good idea. I reached out to him, and by chance, he was in between managers and agents because he just fired his manager. So I got a direct contact to him and sent him the script. And He read it <clears throat> within like two hours, and he was like, I want to do it, and I have this window of time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, I bet you were very um, uh, exhilarated about that kind of response.
0: Oh my God! Well, I mean, we just had—I had barely been in. I wasn't even in pre-production, and he was coming. You
1: know. Wow. Well, what a boost in the arm for you! Um, I mean, there's nothing like uh, something like that to get the the juices flowing creatively. I have to say with you, Sybil, that uh, well, first of all, Tom gave an outstanding performance in your film, and I have to tell you you this. what impresses me about Tom, and, and this, your film is, is, is a perfect example of this, Sybil, is the choices he makes as an actor, yep. and yep. he makes you want to keep watching because you want to see what choices or decisions that his character will make by the end, and you as the director, Sybil, and with his performance and your performance, you do feel like you're on this emotional ride, so very well done.
0: Thank you so much. Those were definitely my favorite parts. You know, the parts that we shot together, you know, I liked the one-on-one stuff and, you know, working with an actor like Tom, I actually did learn a lot from, you know, working with someone who's such a talented and, you know, a veteran actor. And he, what I, what I learned also in editing was it's also the small things he does, really small Mm. things. And, and, um, Actors who aren't as experienced or maybe I'll even dare say talented, don't do those like little choices in the small moments. That's everything. And I watched that because I edited the film and um I didn't want to, I just had to re edit and I ran out of a budget. So I edited the entire film. And I think I give somebody else credit because I'm I don't, you know, want an editing career. Um but um, I edited the entire film, and I never want to do that again. Oh, wow! <laughs> um, well, you did yeah.
1: a you did a fantastic job with that as well.
0: I'm actually proud of my editing job, to be honest. And I actually think I have some talent as an editor. But I'm not interested in pursuing, you know, work in post production. <laughs> you know, but, I, I um... think you
1: do have a, <laughs> uh, some talent there, uh, Thank Sybil. You. Maybe you could use it as just, uh, you know, uh, rainy day, uh, you know, backup plan.
0: I like that idea. That's exactly <laughs> right. But when asked, you know, again and again watching little parts of him, um, uh-huh. I saw, oh, he's like, he's really alive in these tiny moments, like walking down the street. That other actors who I know who, you know, aren't as, aren't as, you know, experienced as him, they just, they don't do this. It's an intangible thing. I mean, that's the thing about mm-hmm. actors and stars—if I can use that word. There's an intangibility there. There's something that they're doing that, or that they have. I don't know if it's learned, practiced, born with. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but it's <laughs> there, and I appreciate it yes. because it's on the screen.
1: Hmm. It sure is. And I would say that I bet I was listening to that wonderful answer, and I'm thinking two things in particular. He, I'm assuming, well, you could tell me this. It, it appears to me that he probably immersed himself into the character. And second of all, those, those wonderful choices he made, like you mentioned, even the smaller choices that become magnified, it, it is often expressed through the eyes.
0: Oh, totally. Absolutely. It's all about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, eyes are really, his eyes are super alive. I find it always so interesting when I watch actors who are good that they have a charisma that comes through, you know, it comes through their face and their body, mm-hmm. actually. I really appreciate you sharing that. In fact, you know, in fact, I think it's the whole body more than the, the whole eyes. body. It is the whole body. I like yeah. that.
1: Like the instrument this the actor's <laughs> instrument it is the body. Mhm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's wonderful. That I stuff like that inspires me. I, I don't know if you can tell that I'm also an actor, but it might be starting to be obvious.
0: <laughs> it is obvious. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Because you have a real passion well, for it. Well,
1: thank you. And I'm also a writer. So, um, well, there
0: there you, there you, you go. So I, I'm <laughs> able to maybe
1: uh, just appreciate even more. So what you and Tom accomplished in in this. Uh, production. Well, I'm very curious. Did you have any particular favorite moment or a favorite scene with Tom in particular?
0: You know, even though it's kind of the darkest scene emotionally and lit, unfortunately, we, you know, we did not shoot that film, scene well. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite scene is the scene when right before my character says she's going to jump out of the window where we're arguing oh. Um, Mm -hmm. We're arguing on in the bedroom. That's my favorite scene because it just has the most drama. So that's definitely my favorite scene.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. When he breaks the news to
0: her that, you know, they're not going to be together in the way that she thinks. Yes. That's like definitely my favorite scene, even though I think personally it was shot really terribly and I cried about it for a long time. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, you know what fascinates me about your film, Sybil? I mean, don't get me wrong. I was very intrigued by the horror aspect, so to speak. The stuff uh, I, I added like later. Were take... Yes, the stuff you added later. It was very mysterious to me. But I have to tell you, I, I was fascinated and intrigued by the relationship between your character and Tom's because it was interesting. There were times when... I felt like it was its own movie during the lighter moments when they were perhaps getting along better. And it was like, wow, you could maybe almost see these two together under different circumstances. And then you (laughs) wonder, did Tom's character really deeply care for your character? Was he having trouble just ending it? Of course, being married, you know, to uh, another person and having a a daughter. So I would like to ask you uh, was Anna truly in love with with with
0: him? You know, initially it's written that way, and you probably sensed that, and i I loved what you mentioned because yeah, Tom brought another dimension where it's like he actually does really like her, you know, but he's in this position. he's married. and that that dimension, I'm glad you brought it up because you are actually are seeing the scene between the things I edited in, you know? You see the theme <laughs> well, of you. the original story, and then the things I... What I had to do was I had to create more stuff. So I added I more, like, the, the history stuff, the witchy stuff, the mm-hmm. um, the witchcraft stuff, that other character that my character's speaking to, sort of my alter ego, Sarah May. None of that existed in the script. I And many montages. I went to the park, and I actually... Filmed, you know, close up of the bees, close up of the flowers, you know. Then you add some music. There, you've added a little tension, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I was also shooting a lot. Actually, <laughs> shot <was> a lot. <laughs> Did you see a pattern here?
1: <laughs> yes. Well, I was, I was very intrigued also by the fact that Tom's. Character was living within the city, right? Yes. Instead of, I believe, upstate New York. Was that well? The was, idea, I think yeah. The
0: idea s- was that that was their pied to tear. That was the idea. I see. But it's not totally conveyed very well because you know the wife says initially, "Are you still coming upstate, or are you going to stay in the city?" Mm-hmm. The idea is their main home is upstate, but they have this smaller place in the city.
1: And I- is he staying in the city because? that he is maybe somewhat unhappy
0: in his marriage, even though no.
1: you really get yes. the sense he that he has loves a conference. her.
0: Yeah, he has a conference, and so he's there for the conference.
1: I see. And then it gets extended with, yeah. uh, unfortunately, excessive drinking yeah. you know, on the character's part that exactly. uh, you know probably keeps him there. And then, of course, the relationship with your character, I mean, no wonder he can't get back home. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> he's a busy guy. Yeah.
0: And, he's in and, the and, middle of a deep relapse.
1: <laughs> well, Sybil, you did have some nice touches with humor. So I wanted Thank to commend you. you. Um I, I especially, you. you know, I, I, I have one son who just turned 20. Actually, oh. I'm going to share this today. Oh, <laughs> uh, happy we're, birthday. But, you know, we're, the day that we're recording this, let's put that, uh, which Yay. is March 10th. March 10th. But, um... I will tell you, I celebrated last night. But oh. I'm watching the scenes with Tom as a dad. And I really <laughs> got a kick out of the scene where I believe she's 15. Is that right? Uh-huh. Around around 15. And yeah, they're right. doing the Skype video call. And she's talking really quick. And it's just like, okay, bye. And he's just like looking at the screen like, I didn't really get to
0: say anything I wanted to. <laughs> I have to tell you something funny about that, scene. Well, first of all, I have to sure. say my son. Um, one of my sons is born March twenty, so it's coming out. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's right. Uh, he's turning two. Um, so Oh wow. Well
1: happy um, birthday in advance.
0: That scene was longer, but it just wasn't working. There was I don't know, hmm. some technical problem. And so I cut it that way and I had the stroke of like insight and it was like, Oh, this is how teenagers talk anyway. <laughs> so it worked out too fun. We didn't need all those other chatter, you know, it didn't, you know, move the story forward anyway. And Mm technically it wasn't working.
1: Well, the other cast members, I thought, really rounded out the story well. It's a good example of even if you only have a handful of scenes, you can make a big impact on a film. Totally.
0: totally. Yeah. Yeah. Al, the doorman, and Brenda, the wife, she's fabulous.
1: Yes, absolutely. And then the gentleman that portrayed, was it Tom's mentor? Yeah, he's amazing, Roger. Yes. Um, they helped to bring so much to the film as well, and I wanted to be sure to mention that. And, and speaking of music, you mentioned that just a few moments ago. Now, my first question is, I didn't see your name as the, uh, doing the music, but I better ask, <laughs> did you happen to do the score <laughs> no, somehow? No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. No. Well, I have to tell you, from the first second, even half a second, uh, the music grabbed me. I just liked the way you did the oh, opening credits you. and the ending credits. And then throughout the film, I just liked how the music added atmosphere. It made me feel
0: great. That's so nice. Yeah. We had, uh, when I, um, when the composer did that first, you know, that sa- song at the beginning with the, you know, the credits, I was like, oh yeah, you know, oh yeah, this is <laughs> great.
1: Yeah. And the way that the um, opening uh, titles moved, like I don't know, I it, it, see it doesn't take much to impress me, Sybil, no, but I just like that I'm stuff. So I just happy. thought that, that that's that's kind of nice. It has a, some energy. Yeah, it had there.
0: some energy, which is good, right? Exactly, a little momentum.
1: Well, I'm very curious about this question, Sybil. I'm wondering, since you're the writer, I mean, the responsibility of researching, like. Magic and, 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 and all of those uh, other aspects to the film. Um, I mean, was that something you were already aware of? Did you have some knowledge in that, or did you have to kind of dig in and do some research?
0: I had to do a little research when I was, you know, doing right before reshooting, you know, and I learned some, some little tricks and I was like, okay, this is good. This is good for the story. And I was like, this is great, you know? And um, yeah, so I had a got, you know, even like a little voodoo doll, it's only in one scene, and then I put Tom's face on it, (laughs) and an NYU student had made those, and so I credited him, (laughs) so that was pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Wow. Well, you know, and I have to say that um, this to you, Sybil, one other, well, you can tell I liked a, a lot of choices you made as the director and writer. I have to tell you, though, I liked how you didn't always rely on the horror aspect like I, I liked, oh, I liked yeah, how you yeah. found That's moments for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I basically just peppered it in at the end. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I. We we did one day of shooting, like the blood kind of stuff. You know, some knife and blood stuff, and and then I was like, well, maybe I'll do some drawings. I did some, you know, drawings of some horror aspects, which I thought like. Okay, well, there's some horror. Yes, that's
1: right. Ooh, gave me the chills there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, another thing that you did well, uh, I would love to just ask you about this scene. Like, if you recall writing this scene, or was it something you thought of on the fly? I mean, I know that can happen during filming. And 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 that is how a, a scene can have something to say without words. And the scene I'm referring to is when Tom's character is at night, and there's a shot of a you know I guess an all nighter liquor store or something, and he walks by yeah. and you see the yeah. internal struggle of no, I really don't want to go in there, but a part of me really does. And I have to tell you, I just thought that was just like a to me a riveting moment uh, in the film.
0: It was. It's. It's one of the strongest, simple scenes, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. When I. That's the example I'm using when I say, it's the hmm. small moments like that. What he did in that shot, a lot of actors can't do that. A lot of actors cannot do whatever he did in that shot, and he gave me three different choices for that. So. Like, and you know, most of our shots, we did like one shot, but for some reason, you know, that was it that I had one take, you know, (laughs) pretty much the entire film is one take and I got what I got, you know, because we had to keep going. But, um, he did three different takes and they were all good. And I, that's what I'm talking about. When he did that, I was just like, holy smokes, a lot of people are not capable of that. They would have overplayed it or probably underplayed it. And he nailed it. He just nailed it. It was such sure? an amazing simple shot. Thank well, you for noticing that.
1: Oh, no problem at all. You're welcome. It just um, it just spoke so much to me. And I just I'm so glad I had a chance As to As an ask
0: actor you see it. It, it, you, it's like, it was mm-hmm. like a flag yes. it was like to you because you saw, Wow. Simple and not easy to do. I don't know why it's not easy to do either. That's like the mystery to me. I don't know why hmm. what He's doing, you'd think that in theory that would be easy, but somehow it's not in an authentic way. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I can tell you this, Sybil, as an, you know, speaking from my perspective as an actor, if I came across that moment in a script, I would circle it and, and just look forward to it. Because I would yeah. quietly think of it as very uh, an opportunity, like you said, not to over not to overact it, but just to bring some sort of truth to the totally. moment. And I would really look forward to that challenge. And and Tom, he he hit a grand slam with with that moment in the film. So totally. very well he done.
0: He really did. He really did.
1: <laughs> he did. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, I would love to ask you. Um, you know, when you are filming. In New York City, what is that like as far as, like, like when you're outside and dealing with crowds? I mean, I, yeah. I, obviously, I, I know how that is in general with a studio film and everything, but let's say an independent film such as yours, like, like how is crowd control in those moments?
0: You know, um, a lot of the scenes we had at night, and mm. the, um, and we, so there weren't a lot of people in the park, And there um, there was a, uh, there's some out, there's some out of bounds areas in New York. Cause I know the park very well. And we Mm -hmm. were shooting sort of there. They're not, they're just sort of off, you know, really off the beaten path. There's some super off the beaten path where nobody's Mm -hmm. really around. And so we shot some of that. And then when we had the crowds, we did these long shots. So it doesn't matter, you know, you don't need anybody signing a release when they're like, you know, small on the screen.
1: And well, then I like, edited uh,
0: around, oh, and I edited around any faces. So that also was an issue. Oh, there me. you but go. Say, <laughs> yeah. Say say, I had one face of, um, like one shot of Tom's face mm-hmm. leaving the hospital and then there's somebody walking into the frame. I had to, you know, just shorten, the, shorten that tape.
1: I see. I see. That makes sense. Well, if I ever uh, get to that park... I think I'm not going to go there at night after seeing your film, just (laughs) so you know. Uh,
0: But uh, it makes
1: me want to go to the park, though, just the shots during the daytime in particular. I'm like, wow, I'd really like to experience that someday.
0: It's a beautiful place. It is a beautiful place. I've spent a lot of my life in the park. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. I,
1: I, 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 can, I can totally understand that viewpoint, that, that, that I would probably be doing the same thing. It just looks spectacular. So Actually,
0: appealing. now I'm really missing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Well, I hope you get to experience it down the road not, not yeah. too long from now. That would be nice. Well, I would love to also ask you, what has been the response to your film overall? I mean, are you pleased with the response that you're hearing?
0: So many great reviews. I'm really surprised. I'm really surprised. And then I had some haters like everybody else. I had some haters who actually really brought my IMDB rating down and I can't do anything about Mm. it, which is a real bummer. Um, I think I flagged them because... Luckily, they they said some, like, really weirdly insulting things. They might be even, like, I don't know. Maybe I have some enemy out there that I don't know about. Yeah. but yeah. So I've been um, struggling with getting the IMDb rating up. So if the listeners out there, rate the film on IMDb. Even though I have, I think I have, like, I don't even think I have any reviews left. But for some reason, that's bad. Mm. But I'm really surprised by, like, the response on Amazon. On Amazon, it's four and a half stars, which I would not give my film four and a half stars. I would oh. not I mean, I would, but <laughs> if I saw that film, well, I'm not sure I'd give it five and a half, four and a half stars.
1: <laughs> well, I'm really sorry to hear about, like, the, you know, let's put it this way. I mean, look, if it's not someone's cup of tea, right? You know what I've learned as an artist is it's hard to please everybody all the totally. time. But Definitely. I will tell you this. When someone steps over that line and they're just, totally. let's just say it, they're mean and and yeah. they cut they, they the the insults are personal. I've noticed yeah. an increase on this with almost anything on social media posts. Me too. So, I'm really mm-hmm. sorry to hear that. Just focus on those on those positive reviews.
0: I was I, it's funny. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate it and I feel it in my heart. You know, and I think, you know, at first it was shocking to me and then what I did, which I don't usually do, is I, I went to a TV show and a film that I like and I looked and guess what? their one star reviews said the exact same thing almost to the word. And I thought, okay, mm-hmm. so they're just like equally spreading the hate and it's not personal. Yes. And that made me feel a lot better. You know, uh, I made me feel a lot better. Oh, they say these, these are the bad things that people who are mean say, period. It's not personal. And that helped me a lot.
1: And you know what I've also discovered Sybil, I'll share with you really quickly is that sometimes I tell myself that, you know what? I'm really uh, trying to reach those people who do enjoy my show or understand my yeah. approach as a host. Um, so, you I'm know like what? I'm going to write I that keep... down after
0: this. I think that's a well, very positive you. and good perspective. <laughs> I'm trying to reach the people who are interested. Yeah. Yeah. So then
1: I, it kind of like sheds off that, um, that other aspect of negativity where I go, you know what? I'm not worrying about them. It's the people that appreciate me I'm trying to reach out to.
0: Wow, i love that, that it's so clear It's there's a clarity to what you're saying it's like a good clear mission well thank
1: you i appreciate that and well how can folks watch your film let's say they're listening to this and they're like yes. i got to get some popcorn and sit down and watch this
0: <laughs> amazon 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 prime and itunes
1: Very nice. Well, um, let me ask you, is a DVD or Blu-ray release in the future or in the works? I don't
0: know. I'm going to have to ask the distributor. I don't know.
1: I I have another idea for you, if you don't mind. And that is, hey, special features. Maybe you could have uh, moments that were edited out (laughs) or not used and add that as a bonus feature.
0: Oh, you know what? <laughs> we might have a DVD because I gave them. I can say we oh. are making one because I gave them some. I had to edit some together. And you know, I it see. was so hard because I used every frame in the film. <laughs> okay,
1: so there goes that idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so funny.
1: <laughs> well, hey, nothing wrong with that. That means you're getting uh, Gang for the your buck. money's worth. Gang you're for really... the yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, I have to tell you, it has been an absolute delight speaking with you. Thank you. And, it, you um, as well. Thank you for sharing the making of the film. Thank you oh so my gosh, much. Oh
0: It's been amazing. I'm so happy we got to do this. Mitchum. You can contact host Stephen Brittingham anytime by email. Send your thoughts or feedback to Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. Stephen looks forward to hearing from you soon. See you on another episode of Hollywood and Beyond. Thanks for listening.